umpire. Takes the hill tonight for the New York Yankees. Bell has won four, and he has lost three, and he'll be opposed by slender right-hander young Joe Coleman, who has a record of two wins and two defeats for the year. Let's take a look right now at the starting lineup for tonight's game. And for the New York Yankees, Horace Clark will be at second base and lead off. Morris went three for four last night, his first three at night of the season. Roy White will be in center field batting second. Mickey Mantle at first base, hitting third. Mickey went two for four in last night's game. Batting fourth and playing left field, Joe Pepitone. Joe had a two for three night, including his first home run of the year. Playing right field and batting fifth. Andy Costco. Costco went two for five and uh, up his batting average to 2.98. The shortstop, a number six hitter, is Tom Fresh. Jake Gibbs will do the catching. Hitting eighth and playing third base, Bobby Cox. And uh, pitching tonight for the Yankees, Mel Tuttlemeyer. Now for the Washington Senators, Del Unser will be in center field and lead off. In right field, batting second, it's Ed Stroud. Frank Howard will be in left field, hitting third. Ken McMullen at third base, batting fourth. The number five hitter, again at first base tonight, Mike Epstein. Ron Hansen will be at shortstop and hit sixth. The second baseman, slick fielding Frank Coggins. The number eight hitter and catcher, Paul Casanova. And the pitcher tonight for the Washington Senators, Joe Coleman, a right-hander with a record of two wins and two defeats. Well, those are the starting lineups for tonight's game. And now, this word. Pepperality is the spicy deal you get on every new 1968 Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial at Ted Pepper in Latham. Move up to Chrysler or Imperial. Season your driving with more luxury than ever. Choose your 68 Chrysler or Imperial at the home of Pepperality. Ted Pepper even pays any balance owed on your present car. The Plymouth Win You Overbeat goes on. It's the car that's the real salt of the earth. Smooth riding, good looking, pleasingly priced. Choose your 68 Plymouth at the home of Pepperality. Ted Pepper even pays any balance owed on your present car. For deals that are red hot, for prices that save you green dollars, see Ted Pepper in Latham on Route 9, just one mile south of the circle. It's the spicy way to buy a new Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial. Identification. 
This is Jerry Ducey. Stay tuned tonight following Yankee baseball for my Nightline show here on WGY Schenectady. He goes out to begin his warm-up throws for the Washington Senators. I'll tell you, they had uh, quite a slam-bang ball game at Shea Stadium this afternoon. It was sort of an afternoon uh, twilight game. It went 17 innings. The Mets won it 4-3. to three, With Ron Taylor getting the win and Roy faced the loser. A couple of home runs. Willie Stargell for Pittsburgh and Tommy A.G. for the New York Mets. The Chicago Cubs scored a run in the bottom half of the ninth inning to shade the Philadelphia Phillies 6-5. Now, uh, Chicago went into the ninth inning with a 5-1 to one lead. And the Phillies scored four runs in the top half of the ninth, three of them crossing on a three-run homer by Cookie Rojas. But uh, Rich Nye stayed in there, and he got the win when the Cubs scored a run in the bottom half of the ninth, and uh, Turk Farrell was the loser. The rest of the action in the National League is tonight, and all the games in the American League are tonight, including a doubleheader between the Cleveland Indians and the Oakland Athletics out on the West Coast. And Bill Kane will keep us up to date on those scores, and we'll be passing them along to you. Coleman completes his warm-up throws, and Horace Clark is ready to take him on. Boy, Horace had a fine night last night, going three for four. Added a few points to his batting average, bringing it up above the 200 mark. Uh, he's up at 218 now and on the move. Coleman this year has made seven starts. He's pitched two complete games and has one shutout. He's worked uh, 45 innings, allowed 40 base hits. Walked nine, struck out 22, and has a very fine earned run average of 2.01. up by the right hand of the first pitch of the game outside. Ball one and we're underway here in the D.C. Stadium. Yankees trying to extend the win streak to three. They're shaded just a bit to the left side against Clark. He takes a strike on the inside corner. Defensively, the Senators have Frank Howard in left, Del Unser in center field, and Ed Stroud in right. Stroud gives Clark a lot of foul line territory out in right field. Coleman's 1-1 pitch. Strike two is called. Casanova really fires the ball back to his pitcher. They've got that big infield out there again. McMullen at third, Hanson at short, Coggins at second, and Epstein at first. Coleman's pitch, foul back. say that big infield, you take a look at a Ken McMullen. He stands 6'3", 200 pounds. Frank Coggins, 6'2", 185. Epstein over at first base is 6'4", 230. Hanson goes above six feet, 200 pounds. Swing and a miss by Clark. So there's one away as Coleman picks up his 23rd strike out of the year, fanning Horace Clark, and Roy White moves in. Well, Roy White stays in the second uh, place among American League hitters with his uh, 306 batting average. Actually, he's tied with Willie Horton of the Detroit Tigers. The man who leads the league is in this game tonight, Frank Howard. Roy takes up high, ball one. Roy has hit safely in six of his last seven games. 
And in nine of his last 11. What a pitch to him. Strike on the inside corner. Now steps back on the left foot, kicks and deals, ground ball hit to the right side over his Coggins to the glove side, has, throws and gets him. Frank Coggins moving to his left to throw out Roy White, and now the applause goes up for Mickey Mantle. batting 218, went two for four last night. Takes a rip and doesn't find it. Strike one. This uh, Joe Coleman pitching for the Senators is just a youngster. He is just uh, 21 years of age. 6'3", 175 pounds or so. One strike pitch to Mickey. Outside of all. Coleman's father was quite a pitcher some years ago with the Philadelphia Club, Philadelphia Athletics. So if that name sounds familiar to you, that's why. Mickey had stepped out, requesting time of plate umpire Bill Valentine. Now the 1-1 pitch to him. Fastball for strike. One and two. Coleman, uh, in times I've seen him, Appears at times to throw very hard, and other times uh, not. Tonight he appears to be throwing well. One two to Mantle. Strike three is called. Mickey is called out on strikes, and the side is retired. Three up, three down inning. Nothing across for the Yankees. And at the end of the top half of the first, the score is New York nothing, and the Senators coming to bat. Folks, meet the first lady of cigars, the White Owl girl. Hi, Joe. Great view up here in the press box. I can really see all my white owl men. Anybody I know? There's the commissioner of something or other in the first row. He's a white owl man. He's smoking the white owl, New Yorker. The big cigar for the big moment. Lucky guy. He's got the VIP seat and just a cigar to go with it. And on his right, there's the tall, slim one. Slim? Must weigh over 250 pounds. The tall, slim one from white owl. The white owl ranger. Don't you ever watch the guys on the playing field? Of course. Most of them are white owl men, too. Like that tall, cute one over there. Good man. He had over 300 last year. Naturally. He smokes the white owl invincible. The cigar that makes you feel that way. The cigar made him hit over 300? Why not? You know you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. go to the bottom half of the first inning. Mel Stottlemyre, who had been out in the bullpen uh, warming up prior to the game, has just made his way into the mound. And he'll be pitching to Unser, Stroud, and Howard, the top three hitters for the Senators. This is Stottlemyre's ninth start of the year. He's won four, lost uh, three. Pitched four complete games and has three shutouts. Worked 64 and two-thirds innings. He's allowed 52 base hits, walked 16, struck out 43, and Mel has an earned run average of 2.78. Stottlemyre tonight is looking for his 61st career win. 
He has a lifetime record of 8-5 and five against the Senators. Stottlemyre, before last season, evidently had trouble with this Washington club because I know he beat them uh, five out of five decisions last year. So he had to be, well, going into last season, he was even up with them three and three. Or no, he was behind. He was behind three to five. Here is Del Unser, batting 262. Unser, left hand hitter. Pitch time. Strike, and it gets through Gibbs. You know, it's a strange thing, but there is only one man in the American League that has more base hits than Dell Unser. And that is Frank Howard, who leads the league in hitting. Howard uh, batting 336, Unser 262. Ball outside and low, one and one. Roy White, just a step behind him with 38 hits. 1-1 pitch. Ground ball upside. Nice play by Cox to his left. Throws high, but Mantle stretches for it, and they've got Unser. One away. And now the one they call the Creeper, Ed Stroud. That's a very facetious nickname because Stroud is one of the faster men around. Stroud is hitting 258. Had his first home run of the year last night. Came his first time up. He takes a ball of mine. Stroud, left-hand hitter. 1-0 pitch. Strike call with a breaking ball. One and one. Shortstop Tommy Tresh shades toward the bag against Stroud. Stroud uh, flicks one off to the left side. It may drop in for a base hit and does. And Stroud, running hard, races on to second base, pulls in standing with a top fly double in a shallow left field. Just inside the line. get to it. Well, Stroud has a double, and Frank Howard steps aboard. This big man was colored in three trips last night by Jim Bowden. Bowden hit him his first time up, and then struck him out three times in a row. But Howard nonetheless still has a commanding lead of 336 in the batting race. Swings and misses. Strike one. 17 home runs. 34 runs batted in. top hitter in the league by 30 points. We told you Roy White and uh, was tied for second place at 3.06. Stottlemyre checks Stroud at second. His pitch to Howard. A bit inside and the count evens one and one.
Again, the look back to second. Pitch to Frank. Swing out of this. Strike two. A ball and two strikes now to Howard. With Stroud at second, one away. This program brought to you in cooperation with Sportsnet is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment authorities and any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. One-two pitch. Low outside. Nice save by Gibbs. Moving to his right on his knees. Two balls, two strikes. Bobby Hoffman, the third base coach, now with the runner at second, has not moved way out of the coaching box as he did last night when Howard came up. Stottlemyre nods to the sign, sets at the belt, and the 2-2 pitch. Check swing. Full count, three and two. applause you heard and the oohs and ahs were directed toward Bill Valentine. Fans were happy about that call. They thought Howard might have taken a, enough of a cut to be called out. I have an idea maybe Gibbs and Stottlemyre did too. Now looking down the lane. Still looking. Now he's ready. And the 3-2 to Howard. High pop foul behind the plate. Gibbs coming back. See if he's got room. Near the seats, he's got it. Howard is retired on a foul pop-up to catcher Jake Gibbs, who pulled it in back near the seat. Another two away, and Ken McMullen, the batter. This McMullen has been on quite a hitting streak of his own. It was sort of lost in the shadow of Howard's doings over the past uh, week or so. But McMullen has had 11 hits in his last 20 trips to the plate. Now batting 278. He went two for four last night. He's had, let's see, six hits in his last uh, 10 at bats, two. Bounces a foul off the third base side. Bobby Cox runs it down past the dugout. with a 278 batting average, has eight home runs, 16 runs batted in. We told you he's a big man, well over six feet, 200 pounds. Stroud at second, and the pitch to McMullen. A ball, one and one. coming into this game in a dead tie with the Senators. One-one pitch. A ball two, just a bit low. Yankees and the Senators have each won 15 and lost 21. Oakland... And Chicago have also won 15, but Oakland has lost only 20. The White Sox have lost but 18. And a ball.
ball three. And McMullen cuts another look down. See if he can swing on a 3-1 pitch. taking a little time to rub up the baseball. Looking down to Gibbs, working slowly now. Check Stroud at second. And the 3-1 to McMullen. Ground ball to third. Bobby Cox plays it off his glove and loses it. All hands are safe. Kicked off the heel of his glove and off his chest. Rolled away from an errors charge to Cox. McMullen at first base and Stroud at third. Brings up Mike Epstein, Senator First Baseman, hitting 092. He had a tremendous shot last night, line drive off the fence and straightaway center field. Got a three bagger out of it. Ball traveled a good 410 feet. Swings and misses, strike one. stage of the season, I guess you could have made quite a few bets that Epstein would not be hitting below 100. He's had one double, one triple, one home run, and one run batted in. Runners at first and third, two outs. breaking ball, one-on-one. On deck is Ron Hanson. No score in the ball game. We're in the bottom half of the first inning. One-one pitch to Epstein. Long drive, right field foul. Into the upper deck. But a foul ball all the way. Maybe he didn't quite make that upper deck. Now we see the fans downstairs scrambling around a little bit. Ball and two strikes. Two pitch to him, fouled back to the seats off the third base side. We told you Bill Valentine was the ball and strike umpire tonight. Jim Honachick is down at first base, Emmett Ashford at second, and Frank Umont is at third. Two on, two away, Stottlemyre. To the set, one-two pitch to Epstein. Low and outside, two balls, two strikes. So the deuces are up. Two balls, two strikes, two on, two gone. First inning is over in uh, Baltimore. Chicago nothing and Baltimore nothing. Stottlemyre trying to get Epstein. Two-two pitch. 
Strike three call, and he's out of there. So a big threat, but no score for the Senators. No runs, one base hit, a Yankee error, and two men are left on base. And at the end of one full inning of play, the score is New York nothing and Washington nothing. Would you believe it? Cohoes Manufacturing Company receives tickets and puts on their display floors more famous labeled fashions every day than the average women's fashion store carries in their entire inventory. It's not at all unusual for Cohoes Manufacturing Company to add as many as 12 to 1,500 new dresses in a single day. Even the most dedicated shopper would find it impossible to complain of lack of selection. In fact, it has been said that if you haven't shopped Cohoes Manufacturing Company since last week, you don't know what's new in women's fashions. Another thing you'll appreciate is that the huge selection available extends to every size range and not just the more average sizes. If you're hard to fit and hard to please, then you owe it to yourself to shop Cohoes Manufacturing Company weekly. Cohoes Manufacturing Company, 43 Mohawk Street, Cohoes, with plenty of free and easy parking on all three sides of the building. Open every day, Monday through Saturday, from 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday and Friday nights till 9. hitting 3.23, had two hits last night and three trips, including his first home run of the year. He hit it off Bob Humphreys his last time up. First pitch to Pepe, inside, backs him out. See, so played umpire Valentine waving his hand in front of his face. Like a little early in the year for those gnats to be flying around. Foul ball back on the screen, and the count is one and one to Pepitone. Costco is on deck, and then Tommy Tresh. Here's the pitch. Foul back on the screen, and the count is a ball and two strikes to Pepitone. And then we have a fair turnout here at the D.C. Stadium tonight. Looks about the same size as last night. Maybe a few more. I told you before, I'm a poor judge of crowds. One and two coming down to Pepitone. Here it is. Down low with a breaking pitch. Two balls, two strikes. Joe Coleman is essentially a low ball pitcher. He keeps his pitches down. He can be tough. If he gets them up, he can get in trouble. Low inside, and the count is full three and two to Pepitone. The Yankees without an order in the first inning. There's no score in this ballgame. Three two pitch. Ball fours inside, and Pepitone is on. So the Yankees get their first base runner. That is only the 10th walk given up by Coleman in uh, 46 innings of pitching this year. The batter is Andy Costco. Costco hitting 298 after going two for five last night. 
leads the Yankees and homers with five and in runs batted in with 20. Costco has driven in 13 runs over the Yankees' last eight games. Pitch to him. Down low, ball one. White is the only Yankee with more hits than Costco. White has uh, 38, Costco 25. Epstein holding against Pepitone. The pitch is outside. Two balls and no strikes now to Costco. And right-hander Joe Coleman asks for another baseball and gets it. We're happy to have visiting with us in the booth again tonight, Al Downing, who uh, sat up here last night. Stay relaxed. you got to stay tense enough down there. 2-0 pitches bounced foul over toward the Yankee dugout on the third base side. Tom Trash, the on-deck hitter. Costco with a two-ball, one-strike count. games have uh, broken out a pretty good rash of base hits at 12 last night. Costco swings and misses. And the count evens. Two balls, two strikes. Struck him out. Casanova throws to first, but Pepitone dives back. Costco strikes out, and Casanova uncorked a fine throw down to first baseman Mike Epstein, but Pepitone head first got back to the bag ahead of the tag. The third strikeout for Coleman. And it brings up Tommy Tresh. Tommy batting 155. against the Boston Red Sox, manager Ralph Hawk decided to move Tresh into shortstop. And that's where he's staying. Pitch is high, ball one. Tresh, although hitting but 155, has driven in 14 runs. Now he's coming in, and he made the catch. Quite an adventure for a few moments out there in left field. Howard started in, then he went back, and then he started galloping back in again. 
I think he lost that ball for just a second. New York Yankee baseball. Let's pause for station identification. Tonight, following Yankee baseball, join me, Jerry Ducey, on my telephone talk show, Nightline, here on WGY Schenectady. Well, here comes Jake Gibbs. Jake went one for three last night. He's batting 224. And as Al Downing commented when we were talking to him last night, Jake has gone back to a way of hitting that he employed a few years ago, going with the pitch and not trying to pull everything. Outside pitch, he'll go to left field with it. There goes Pepitone. Pitch is high. Casanova's throw to second, and Pepitone is out at second base. He's Pitch was high, and Casanova had a good shot. No runs, no hits, no errors. And nobody left on base at the end of the top half of the second inning. The score is New York nothing and Washington nothing. excitement along the way as well as when you get there, when you fill up with Atlantic Imperial gasoline and follow the Imperial Road. Forget about how your car will run. Atlantic Imperial gasoline helps keep it running the way it was made to run, wherever you go. Your drive will come alive when you take the Imperial Road. Pack more fun in your trip and get on the Imperial Road with Atlantic Imperial gasoline. Bottom half of the second inning, Ron Hanson, Frank Coggins, and Paul Casanova will be coming up in that order for the Senators. Hanson, who leads it off, is batting 211. Three home runs, 16 runs per day. The shortstop, number six, Ron Hanson. Hanson went 0 for 4 last night. We see him uh, swatting around in front of his face, so there must be uh, some gnats flying around there. first pitch. Strike over the outside corner at the knees. Nothing and one. Check swing foul ball bounced back. Hanson appeared to be way out in front of it, tried to stop the swing and just nicked the ball foul. Third base coach for the Senators, uh, Bobby Hoffman. Nellie Fox coaches down at first base. Didn't take uh, Jim Lemon long to name his coaching staff once he was made manager of this club. Two-strike pitch. Swing and a miss. The bat flies all the way down to third. Bat flew out of Hanson's hands and went all the way to third base where Hoffman retrieves it, tosses it back in toward the bat boy. So the second strikeout for Stottlemyre and Mel's 45th of the season. Here's the switch hitting second baseman Frank Coggins, batting 198. Hitting left handed, of course, against Stottlemyre. 
Georgia. Takes low, ball one. Tall, slender youngster, 6'2", 185 pounds. Another pitch is low, gets away from Gibbs. Two balls and no strikes. Coggins uh, still attends uh, Tennessee A&I University in the offseason. who went to Tennessee A&I on this club. There's a pitch down low. Three balls and no strikes. One of the big news around Washington today was that big raise that Frank Howard got for his uh, home run binge of the last week. Some say 5,000, some say 7,500. Ball four to Coggins. Story. After the game last night, Howard discussed uh, down the clubhouse getting ready to go and take a shower when the Senators' general manager, George Selkirk, showed up in the clubhouse. And everybody was amazed because George very seldom goes in to the players' sanctuary. But he went in, he called Howard aside, and uh, said, uh, Big man, I just tore up your contract, and you've got a new one. I think you'll like it better. And you know what Howard said? said, Mr. Selkirk, you shouldn't have done that. Honestly, he was very satisfied with the salary he was getting, and he got that big raise. Throw to first base. Coggins is back. Although they had their differences, as I recall, this spring. Howard was a holdout for a while. Paul Casanova, the catcher. Fouls one back. Strike one. Howard, you know, Frank Howard is the talk of baseball these days, but he's a very modest young man. said that that uh, wasn't necessary at all. But he's going to put it in the bank. One strike pitch coming to Casanova. Ground ball, sharp lead into left field, base hit. Doggins down to second base, makes a turn and holds on as Pepitone comes up with the ball. So Casanova had two hits last night and three at-bats. Adds another one his first time up tonight. And the Senators have runners at first and second one out. And they bring up the pitcher, Joe Coleman. Second base set off Stottlemyre. Coleman is a right-hand batter. He's been up 14 times this year and has three base hits. And then, choked up on the bat handle, he made a move as if he would like to try to chop at that ball. Madeline on the grass from first base. Like Mickey's getting a little heat from the Washington dugout now. He's looked over there a couple of times. Exchange of baseballs taking place. One ball and no strikes to Coleman. Now he's back down toward the end of the bat handle, up about an inch or so. Let's see if he does mark try to chop it through or swings away. He squared off to Bunt. Chops at it. Chops it over Stottlemyre's head. There's the play by Tresh to first and they get him. 
Coleman just chopped at that ball and bounced it over Merrill's head. Thresh's only play was to first base. Coggins and Casanova move up. that chopping swing, that would not qualify as a sacrifice, I don't believe. It was a more of a swinging bump, but now that's something you like to see a hitter do. No managers like to see that. They're up there to move those runners up. Men charge in for the bump. Try to chop it past him. Runs are grounded out to third. His first trip takes over, but low. Ball one. when he's chopping at that ball if he chops it down it doesn't pop it up because then everybody's in trouble Huns are way up on the bat handle Suttlemeyer glances over to third now the pitch a ball two just off the target two balls no strikes Coggins at third Casanova at second No score. Stottlemyre looks back toward the outfield. Pepitone in fairly shallow and left. White straight away, not too deep in center. Costco straight away and right. Infield up the middle. Cox extremely wide of the line. The pitch. High. Ball three. Three balls and no strikes. He started down the line, then started to go back to third. He forgot there were two away. Saddlemeyer throws out Unser, and the side is retired. No runs, a base hit, no errors, and two men are left on base. And now at the end of two full innings of play, the score is New York nothing and Washington nothing. Pepperality is the spicy deal you get on every new 1968 Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial at Ted Pepper in Latham. Move up to Chrysler or Imperial. Season your driving with more luxury than ever. Choose your 68 Chrysler or Imperial at the home of Pepperality. Ted Pepper even pays any balance owed on your present car. The Plymouth Win You Overbeat goes on. It's the car that's the real salt of the earth. Smooth riding, good looking, pleasingly priced. Choose your 68 Plymouth at the home of Pepperality. Ted Pepper even pays any balance owed on your present car. For deals that are red hot, for prices that save you green dollars, see Ted Pepper in Latham on Route 9, just one mile south of the circle. It's the spicy way to buy a new Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial. 
We'll lead off for the Yankees as we go to the top of the third. Gibbs was up there when Pepitone was thrown out to end the second inning. Gibbs, Cox, and Stottlemyre. Yankees looking for their first base set. Pepitone reached on a walk leading off the second. Coleman's pitch taken for a strike. Howard playing Gibbs pretty deep out in left field. Gibbs has gone at six hits in his last 14 at-bats, and none of the six have been pulled to right field. They've been hit to left, left center, or straightaway center. One strike. Up high with a lot of pitch, one ball, one strike. Gibbs moves well away from the plate now and gets a little dry dirt. Bobby Cox kneeling on deck. Rather quiet crowd so far. They haven't had too much to get excited about. Now the 1-1 delivery. Strike two. Off-speed breaking pitch. They've completed two innings over in Baltimore. The White Sox and the Orioles are scoreless. 1-2 pitch coming. Ground ball toward the shortstop. Hansen is up with it off the left foot. Throws to first base in time. Gibbs retired, and now Bobby Cox moves in. Number 14, Bob Cox. Cox is hitting 198. Check swing and a foul back off the mitt of the catcher, Casanova. Balls a strike to Cox, Stottlemyre on deck. Bobby went one for four last night. He also batted in one of the Yankees' six runs. One strike pitch to him. Breaks outside, one and one. Well, the Giants had a big first inning down Atlanta, leading the Braves three to nothing at the end of one. We'll have a complete rundown of scores for you a little bit later. Bouncing ball right back to the pitcher, Coleman. He has throws over to first base and plenty of time to get Cox. Sharp one-hopper hit right back to the pitcher. Two down, and Mel Stottlemyre is the batter. Mel is two for 19 this year. One of his two hits was a double. Frank Stottlemyre had the first extra base hit of the season for the Yankees. Had a double opening day off George Brunette. First pitch to him. High, ball one. One oh delivery, fouled away to the seats. One ball, one strike. It's one of uh, Mel Stottlemyre's uh, biggest thrills, and I'm sure it always will be one of his biggest thrills was going five for five in this ballpark. One-one pitch. Strike two is called. Well, some pitchers go all season and won't get five hits, and Stottlemyre got five in one game here. He take a Dean chance. He may go three or four seasons without getting five hits. 
pitch. Ground ball, base hit, down the left field side. Skipped it right between McMullen and the bag, and Stottlemyre will go for two. Howard digs it out of the corner. And Stottlemyre made a big turn around second, now races back in. Oh, don't waste it now, she got it. A double for Stottlemyre, the Yankees' first hit of the ball game. Now, you don't suppose he's going to have another five for five night, do you? You never know. Horace Clark will try to bring him in now. Clark struck out his first time up. See, some Stottlemyre just showed us he can run. He gets those long legs going and he can move. Pitch to Clark. High ball one. Roy White has moved out on deck. again tonight. There are some Yankee fans in this part of the country, too. Of course, predominantly Senator fans. 1-1 pitch to Clark. There's a fly ball well hit to left, but it's fading, and it's in the seats foul. Paul Casanova goes out to the mound to talk to Coleman. Downing been awfully quiet tonight. Uh, when that catcher goes out there in a case like that, just what does he say? What does Gibbs come out and say to you? Well, I think in that situation, he was just trying to tell uh, Joe Coleman to try to get the ball down because they had a man in scoring position. He wanted to save that run if he possibly could. Okay. One to the clock now. And he's up high. Two balls, two strikes. but can't get the run home. No runs, one base hit. There were no Washington errors, and a man is left on base. So at the end of the top half of the third inning, the score is New York nothing, and the Senators nothing. Want to get away from it all? If you're looking for new, exciting places to visit, you don't have to cross the ocean or hop a jet. You don't have to because only a few miles from your home, there are many exciting and interesting places to see and visit. Places that you may have talked about, but never actually seen. Dad, look at that fort. It's just like the one in our book. I never knew it was so close to our home. Let's go over to the big gate. Now your Atlantic dealer has made it easy for you. Atlantic has planned exciting trips and easy drive from your home. These fun trips are available in Atlantic's free weekender tour guides. They actually tell you where to go, how to get there, and what to see on the way. It's the easiest way to travel yet. Have a good trip. Right fielder, Ed Stroud. 
leadoff for the Washington Senators in the bottom half of the third inning. Stroud doubled his first time up. Stottlemyre's first pitch to him. Over but low, ball one. Frank Howard is out on deck. Stroud, his first time up, hit a fly ball into shallow left field over toward the line and legged it into a double. Swings and misses. One ball, one strike. After Stroud and Howard comes McMullen. delivery. He drags a bunt foul off the first base side. That was a swinging bunt. He just ran up a step, took a little uh, chop swing at it, tried to uh, drag it off the first base side of the mound, and he fouled it. One ball, two strikes. Frank, I think one of the reasons they call it Stroud the Creeper is that he's the kind of guy that just wanders onto a foot race and looks like he can't run, and he winds up beating everybody by about 30 yards. Is that it, Al? I uh, know. I, I said it was a facetious nickname. He can. He can move. You run pretty good, don't you? I run fair. One-two pitch. Down low. Two balls, two strikes. Nobody on. Nobody out. Stottlemyre winds, throws, ground ball to the right side of Clark. He's over, bobbles it, picks it up, throws, and he does not get him. There will be charged to Horace Clark. Ball handcuffed him. He got over to his right, got in front of it. And then he could not play it. So Stroud is on, and that's the Yankees' second error. And it brings up Frank Howard. Fouled out to Gibbs his first time up. We told you Stroud can run. We'll try to keep an eye on him down there at first base. Senators have not been much of a running team. They have only seven stolen bases. There's a pitch low and outside to Howard. those seven stolen bases, though, Stroud has four of them. Coggins won, Unser won, and Valentine won. Mantle holding against the base runner at first. Here's the pitch. Inside. Unlikely they'd have uh, Stroud running with the home run hitting Howard up there, though. 17 home runs so far. 34 runs batted in and a 336 batting average for this big man. Look to first. 2-0 pitch. Cut on. Bouncing ball. The left of trash and on to the center field base. It's Stroud running hard on his way to third. Throw comes into second base and the Senators have runners at the corner. Bounce one up the middle. In the center field. His first hit of the series. And a 
this ball game, and it's base hit number three for Washington. With nobody out, the Senators have a big threat going here in the third. The batter is Ken McMullen. extra base hits this year, and that is his 20th single. McMullen reached on Cox's air in the first inning. Right-hand hitter, infield back, bounces a foul down the left side. Frank, there was a situation where Ed Stroud knew that the outfielders would be playing uh, Frank Howard fairly deep, so that when there was a hopper through the middle, he knew that the outfielders would really have to charge in order to throw him out, but he just turned on the speed going to third base. That's one thing that it is so important for a base runner to know, too, Al, is to know where those outfielders are playing. Notice where they're playing, right? Yes, it is. Because very often that can mean an extra base and an extra run. So even if they get a double play now, there's a fairly good chance of can score. Right. All right, one strike pitch to McMullen. Ground ball foul again off the left side. Almost the same spot. No balls and two strikes. Stroud at third. The Yankees have the infield back and in what we refer to as double play depth. Both Trash and Clark about oh, a third of the way in from the outfield grass on the skin of the infield. Cox backed up at third. Mantle holding against Howard over at first. Howard short lead. Stottlemyre to the set. Here's the pitch to McMullen. Check swing and a ball just outside. One ball and two strikes. You folks listening now, whenever you uh, see the Senators play at Yankee Stadium, keep an eye on Howard. There's a man that just, he never stays still. He's always moving something. His head, his arms. He's always moving. Two pitch coming down to McMullen. Here it is. Foul back. A ball and two strikes. I think what's going through the Mel's mind right now, Frank, is that he must strike this man out or make him pop up because if he gets the ground ball and the double play, there's a possibility they'll score a run. If the fly ball will straddle fast enough that he could possibly score on that also. All right, Al. Nobody out with Howard at first and Stroud at third. working very deliberately, brings the hands together. Here's the pitch, and he struck him out. Strike three is called. McMullen took it. The third strikeout for Mel Stottlemyre, and it brings up Mike Epstein. Field stays back and shaves around to the right side now. With Howard at first base and Epstein the batter. This Mel would like to have a nice, uh, sharply at ground ball to Horace Clark along about now, wouldn't he? That's right, Frank. That would be the ideal play. Here's the pitch to Epstein, low outside. One ball, no strike. Ron Hansen is on deck. No score in this game. Senators threatening here in the third with 
Stroud at third, Howard at first. One away. One oh pitch. Outside. Two balls, no strikes. Following this half inning, I'll have a complete rundown of scores and action in other games for you. Now very wide at the line at third. Sotomayor comes to the set. 2-0 pitch. Fly ball out of the shallow center. It's going to drop into the base end. Here is Stroud in the score. Howard stops at second. Just a soft fly ball. And more of a humpback line drive in the center field. And Epstein drives in the first run of the game. The Senators lead one to nothing. Epstein, his second run batted in of the year. Howard at second, Epstein at first, and the batter is Ron Henson. The run is an unearned run. Stroud reached on an error. to Hanson. Ball one. Hanson struck out leading off the second inning. The crowd buzzing a little bit now. They had a chance to cheer for their senators just a moment ago. 1-0 to Hanson. Here it comes. Strike call. One ball, one strike. Not go, ground ball at short. 
stretch. Goes to Clark. Out at second. Back to first base. Double play, and the side is retired. But the Senators come up with a one run on two base hits. There was a Yankee error, and one man is left on base. So now at the end of three, the score is Washington 1 and New York nothing. Well, we told you we'd give you a complete rundown on uh, the scores and action in other games, and here it is. The only other American League game in which we have a score is over in Baltimore. Chicago nothing, Baltimore nothing at the end of four innings. Joe Horlin is pitching for Chicago, and Gene Brabender is pitching for Baltimore. Now, the first game of the doubleheader out in Oakland uh, should be getting underway along about now, and... Uh, it will be Sam McDowell pitching for Cleveland against Chuck Dobson in the first game of two, Cleveland at Oakland. Detroit at Minnesota. Joe Sparma pitching for the Tigers. Dean Chance for the Minnesota Twins. And much later tonight, a single game, the Boston Red Sox against the California Angels. 17 innings at Shea Stadium this afternoon. The Mets four, the Pittsburgh Pirates three. Ron Taylor got the win. Elroy Face was the loser. Willie Stargell homered for Pittsburgh and Tommy Agee homered for the Mets. Chicago Cubs scored a run in the bottom half of the ninth to beat Philadelphia 6-5. Nye got the win. Farrell was the loser. Oh, boy. Houston has just scored five runs in the top half of the third to take a 6-1 lead over the Cincinnati Reds at the end of two and a half innings. Dierker pitching to Houston. Pappas, Lee, and Davidson all for Cincinnati. And it is San Francisco 5, Atlanta nothing at the end of two and a half. Sadecki pitching for the Giants. Britton and now Cloninger for the Braves. Los Angeles at St. Louis, not yet underway. It will be Singer against Washburn in that ballgame. Now in New York Yankee baseball, let's pause for station identification. This is Jerry Ducey. Stay tuned tonight following Yankee baseball for my Nightline show here on WGY's Connected. Roy White will lead off as we go to the fourth inning, and the first pitch to him is up high. Bounces off the mitt of catcher Paul Casanova to the backstop. One ball and no strikes. Roy grounded out to second baseman Coggins his first time up. There's a ball, too. The count is 2-0. Oh. bouncing ball at first. It is knocked down by Epstein. He recovers it, steps on the bag, and White is retired. Sharp bouncer. Epstein did not play the ball cleanly, but he knocked it down right in front of him. Had plenty of time to recover it and retire White unassisted. One away, and the batter is Mickey Mantle. Mickey took a call third strike in the first inning. Run, four hits, no errors. The Yankees, no runs, one hit and two errors. There's the wind-up. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss by Mattel. Strike one. <laughs> Joe Pepitone is on deck. Coleman ready to work. Right-hander brings it in. Mantle takes high. One ball, one strike. Boy, 17 innings. Nets and the Pirates. Hmm. 
speed pitch from Coleman. That's when you're glad you have an afternoon day, afternoon game, Frank, when you play those 17 inning games. Boy, I'll bet. That takes care of the afternoon and the early part of the evening. Here's the one two to Mickey. High, two balls, two strikes. Now you notice how that Casanova really fires the ball back. He doesn't fool around with it. Well, he keeps the pitchers on his toes, uh, Frank, and I think he tries to keep the pitcher alert. The fact of not making bad pitches and keep his mind concentrating on his control and on his target. All right, here's the 2-2 coming to Mattle. Way outside, ball three. to make. Strike. Three is called. Five strikeouts for Coleman. Two down and the batter is Joe Pepitone. Pepitone walked in the second. Second baseman, Coggins has it on a shoulder-high hop, throws it over to Epstein, and the Yankees are three up, three down. Nothing across here in the top half of the fourth inning, and at the end of three and one-half innings of play, the score is Washington 1 and New York nothing. If your car is inclined to stall and idle roughly, or if it doesn't accelerate as it should, there's not much comfort in the fact that a lot of other drivers are having the same problem. But cheer up. Thousands of drivers have found the way to solve that problem. They use Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. You see, stalling, rough idling, and poor acceleration are often caused by dirt deposits, which some gasolines allow to build up in the throttle plate area of your carburetor. And it takes only a few tankfuls of Atlantic Imperial to dissolve stubborn throttle plate deposits and wash them harmlessly away. Then, as you continue to use Atlantic Imperial, it helps prevent their return. So, come on, get on the Imperial Road, the road that leads to smooth engine performance with Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. Well, now, Downing just brought out a very good point. Because, just because you see a pitcher put his hand up to his mouth doesn't mean he's trying to load up a ball and throw a spitball, right, Al? We've tried to make that clear. Okay, we go to the bottom half of the fourth inning. Frank Coggins will lead it off for the Senators. Fouls one, back off the mask of 
Jake Gibbs. No balls and one strike. Goggins walked his first time up. Senators with one run on four hits. The Yankees no runs and one hit a double by Stottlemyre. There's a pitch low and inside. One and one. on the grass at third. Low outside pitch makes it two and one now to Coggins. Swing and a miss. Evens it up two and two. Coggins, tall, slender young man. 185. 24 years old from Griffin, Georgia. 2-2 pitch to him. Struck him out swinging. Fourth strikeout now for Stottlemyre. And the catcher, Paul Casanova. Well, Casanova hadn't been hitting too much. In fact, he was under 100 going into last night's ball game, but he went two for three last night, and he's had to hit his first time up tonight. Came into that batting 119. Bounces one to third baseman Bobby Cox. He has it, makes his throw to first in time, and that is all for Casanova. Started this series hitting at 0-99. Round of applause for the pitcher Joe Coleman. Coleman grounded out to trash it short his first time up. Up there now with two out, nobody on. Mel's first pitch. Strike one is called. Swing and a miss, strike two. Base is empty. Stottlemyre works a lot quicker than when he has men on. It's that ball ready to bring it in again. And he's down low, one and two. Swing and a miss by Coleman, strike three. So, Stottlemyre gets the Senators in order for the first time in the ball game. Registers his fifth strikeout. Nothing across, and at the end of four, the score is Washington 1 and New York nothing. Hi, fans. I want you to meet a friend of mine, the whiteout girl. You know, I've been expecting you. Of course. You always find me where the men are. Tell me something, then. Are there any rules in baseball you'd like to see changed? I think we ought to change the seventh inning stretch. How do you mean? Instead of stretching, everyone lights up a white owl. A white owl's more relaxing, soothing. The tobacco does it. It's aged slowly, mellowed longer. But the seventh inning stretch is a tradition. So are white owl cigars. You see them everywhere. The stands are filled with them today. Just look around at all the rangers, Invincible and New Yorkers. They're everywhere. 
Sims, the seventh inning white owl. I think I'll write the commissioner about it today. Just think, all those men at the same time finding out you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. will try to get something started against Joe Coleman and the Senators with Costco Trash and Gibbs. Costco struck out his first time up. back off the skin of the pitching mound, off that 18-foot circle, rubbing up the baseball. First pitch to Costco, low and outside, ball one. Following this half inning, Phil Rizzuto will be with you for the rest of this game on radio. Yankee fans here, hear him. Swing and a miss by Costco. It's a ball and a strike. A little rhythmic applause begins down there in the vicinity of the third base dugout. Ball and a strike to Costco. Coleman into the line. Kicks and draws. Sidearm pitch is swung on a miss strike two. circle where Trash is kneeling. Ball two strikes. Well, that answer out in center field is really backed off, and so is Howard in left. And so for that matter is Stroud in right. Check swing foul ball coming back into the seats just past the dugout. Costco started around on that one, and... Uh, more or less self-defense. Got the bat up there. Ball was right up around his chin. Coleman arms high. One-two pitch. Low. Two balls, two strikes now to Costco. here in the Washington area this afternoon for a little while, but didn't appear to be enough to hurt this field at all. We'll stay at the infield covered. 2-2 pitch now. Ball three. And now it's Coleman's turn and Casanova's to question the call. Full count three and two to Costco. Minnesota scored a run to take a one to nothing lead over Detroit at the end of one. Oh, 
Bernard. Swing and a miss, and strikeout number six for Coleman. Brings up Tom Tresh. Tom flied to left field his first time up. Tresh hit the ball well tonight in batting practice. Got a few over the right field wire fence. A bunch foul. Trying to drag it. Strike one. on deck. The Yankees have had but one scoring opportunity in the ball game. That in the third inning when with two outs, Stottlemyre doubled to the left field corner. But Clark struck out to end the inning. Now the one strike pitch to Tresh. High. 1-1. You're joining us for the first time. Final scores. The Mets 4, the Pirates 3, Cubs 6, the Phillies 5. 1-1 pitch. Foul back on the screen, and it's a ball and two strikes. We're talking about pitchers. How about that uh, Denny McLean, Al, picking up his sixth win this early in the year? Well, Denny's always been a fairly fast starter, Frank, and he's a tremendously uh, competitive young man. And uh, I think he's going to have a heck of a year. I think he's gotten off to a good start. And if he stays in the groove pitching well and the pitching staff keeps up the way it is, Detroit's going to be a tough ball club. He's the first pitcher in our league to uh, get his sixth win. Yes, I think so. Yep. All right, one and two to Trash. The wind-up and the pitch coming. Low, two balls, two strikes. A combination of that pitching staff and uh, the hot bat of uh, Willie Horton, and he's off to a good start. A few hits from K-Line and Cash and some of the others up there, they are going to be tough. McCullough's hitting the ball well. McCullough's hitting well and so is three in. Right. Two-two to Trash. Ball three. Rode in on him. Full count three and two. The American League has the interesting pennant race again this year that it had last year with perhaps another couple of teams even in high. Coleman working very slowly now, ready with a 3-2 to Trash. Here it comes. High fly ball out into deep right field. Stroud, though, should have room to get under it. Back near the warning track, and he makes the catch. Trash got a lot on that one, but got it way up in the air. Stroud made the catch in deep right. Two away and Jake Gibbs steps in. Jake grounded out to the shortstop Hanson his first time up. Bobby Cox moves out on deck. There's a strike to Gibbs, a breaking ball. The right fielder Stroud is more of it to the line than he was earlier on Jake. And there's a line drive, pull the right field base hit. So Gibbs comes up with the Yankees' second hit of the ball game. Bobby 
Bobby Cox moves in. Cox at a sharp one-hopper right back to the pitcher, Coleman, his first time up. Deep up the alley in right center field, 
to take Cox's bid for an extra base hit. And that ball gone in. It could have tied this game up. First pitch to him. Fastball inside. One ball, no strikes. Stroud has reached twice tonight, doubled in the first inning, then reached on an error by Clark in the third and came in to score the game's only run. Swings and misses. One ball, one strike. Frank Howard is on deck. One-one pitch. Ludup is down low, and the count is two balls and a strike. Stottlemyre took a lot off of that one. called over the outside corner to make it two and two. Well, Cleveland and Oakland are underway, and they played an inning. Neither team scored. That is the first game of a doubleheader at the Oakland ballpark. Chicago and Baltimore still scoreless there in the sixth. 2-2 pitch coming. Check swing, and it's low. Three balls, two strikes. Minnesota got a run in the first for a 1-0 lead over Detroit at the end of one. One out, nobody on here in the bottom half of the fifth. 3-2 pitch to Stroud. High fly ball out into fairly deep center field. Roy White is there under it, makes the catch, and that is all for Stroud. Yankee baseball. Let's pause for station identification. Tonight, following Yankee baseball, join me, Jerry Ducey, on my telephone talk show, Nightline, here on WGY Schenectady. Stottlemyre to Frank Howard. Swing and a miss by the big man. Strike one. Howard fouled out to Gibbs in the first inning. Then he drilled a single to center field in the third, which set up the one run in this ballgame. A one pitch. Five all out in the right. Back goes right fielder Costco, and he makes a running catch on the warning track in front of the fence. So now both right fielders come up with a couple of pretty fine catches in this game as Costco retires Howard. Three up, three down for the Senators, and at the end of five, the score is Washington 1 and New York nothing. Would you believe it? Cohoes Manufacturing Company receives tickets and puts on their display floors more famous label fashions every day than the average women's fashion store carries in their entire inventory. It's not at all unusual for Cohoes Manufacturing Company to add as many as 12 to 1,500 new dresses in a single day. Even the most dedicated shopper would find it impossible to complain of lack of selection. In fact, it has been said that if you haven't shopped Cohoes Manufacturing Company since last week, you don't know what's new in women's fashions. Another thing you'll appreciate is that the huge selection available extends to every size range and not just the more average sizes. If you're hard to fit and hard to please, then you owe it to yourself to shop Cohoes Manufacturing Company weekly. Cohoes Manufacturing Company, 43 Mohawk Street, Cohoes, with plenty of free and easy parking on all three sides of the building. Open every day, Monday through Saturday, from 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday and Friday nights till 9.
you can hear them in the Yankee Hall of Fame at Yankee Stadium. And just a word to you moms and dads listening, when you bring the youngsters out to Yankee Stadium to see the Yankees this year, they'll have a chance to see Mickey Mantle and all the greats of today. Be sure to take those youngsters by the Hall of Fame. Let them listen to the voices of some of the greatest ball players of all time. Hot tea with lemon, Sandy, and when I said drink, I don't drink any of that hot stuff. Well, right now, we're in the top of the sixth with the Senators leading one and nothing, and Stottlemyre, who doubled just inside third his first time up. The pitch is high ball one. You know, I don't know. Al Downing's sitting here, and I heard Al last night. He's doing a fine job. I hope you're not trying to sneak in this broadcasting boots as a steady thing, Al. No, Phil, I'm just trying to keep my mind on the game. All right, there's a pitch high ball two. Two or nothing. No, seriously, we'd love to have you up here. But, um... This Joe Coleman, I have never seen him. I know he's put on about 25 pounds since the first time I saw him with the Senators. I've never seen his ball move the way it's moving tonight. Al? I think he's throwing a little more three-quarters than he did when he first came up to him. I think that accounts for that. There's a strike, two balls and a strike. Well, we did notice that on TV. They had some good shots. He came out uh, Ewell Blackwell a couple of times from third base and then three-quarters. And I noticed they did that to that Dick Selmer, the Mets, and he's uh, been a much-improved pitcher. There's a base hit up the middle. How do you like this Stoudemire? He loves this ballpark, you know. He pitched a shutout one day and got five for five here. And here he is, two for two. Few pitches make this game look so easy sometimes, you know. Yeah, Downing, don't laugh. You're a pretty good hitter. That's the third hit for the Yankees as Epstein comes over now to talk with Coleman. Figuring out how they're going to play. Maybe if the bunt is on. Horace has been up twice, struck out both times. Stottlemyre puts the jacket on down at first base. McMullen moves in at third. Matter of fact, the whole infield has shortened up a few steps. The stretch by Coleman. The pitch clock squares, takes a strike. He was ready to bunt. Quite a few of the Yankee hitters have not been happy with some of the calls Bill Valentine has been making tonight behind the plate, and one of them especially, Mickey Mantle. Twice Mickey was called out on strikes and didn't want to leave the banners box. He just couldn't believe it. All right, Coleman sets. Clock squares and almost got hit with the pitch one-on-one. When you're pitching, Al, and that uh, bat is up there, do you like for him to square around early so that you know he's going to bunt? Well, if it's a situation such as this, Phil, and you have a pretty good idea that the is going to bunt, then you don't mind because your job is just to try to keep the ball high and tight and put a little extra mustard on it because it's a tougher pitch to bunt. Right. The pitch, he swings and misses, and Epstein was charging in. And as clock swung, Epstein put the glove right in front of his face. He would have never seen the ball if it were hit at him, but he would have protected his good looks. I'll tell you that, if he didn't put that glove up there, he would not have been able to eat corn on the cob this summer. Well, they're charging you like that, Phil. You have to keep them on it once in a while and swing away. Otherwise, you'll never be able to sacrifice a man. All right. So it's a one-two count. The pitch to clock almost hit him again, two and two. Well, that's what makes this game so interesting, Al, is the fact that the hitter's thinking, the pitcher's thinking, the catcher's thinking, and the rest of the uh, ball players, and uh, you're trying to outsmart the other guy. That's true. I mean, it's, no, it's not a game that you just go up, stand in the batter's box, swing, go back to the plate, and the pitcher just throw the ball. It's going to be quite a game of science. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Popped off his fist, and the third baseman, McMullen, in foul territory, makes the catch. 
And Horace fouls out for the first out here in the inning. And the batter now, Roy White, who has bounced to second and bounced to first. And the Yankees uh, have gotten into a little bit of a rut with their attempts at sacrificing. Early in the year, especially in spring training, in the first part of the year, they couldn't miss. Every time they were sent up to sacrifice, they'd do it. But as Al said, these pitches uh, and the way the infield is charging now, it's a lot more difficult to lay down a sacrifice. It's got to be almost a perfect bunt. I think we've made some good sacrifice attempts, Bill, but it's just a case of where the third baseman or the first baseman is rushing so quickly that he can pick the ball up in time. He can throw the man out second. Right. The pitch to Roy White fouled back off the screen. Roy had a good cut at a fastball. Stottlemyre at first base, one out. The Yankees trailing one and nothing here in the top of the sixth. On deck, Mickey Mantle. The stretch by Coleman. As a base hit in a right center field, Stottlemyre on second base. He's digging hard. He'll make third easily. And at first base is Roy White. And that was heads-up base running by Mel Stottlemyre. He never hesitated. Just put his head down, tore around second. Went in a third. And now the Yankees are threatening runners at first and third. One out in the batter, Mickey Mantle. As we told you, Mickey has been called out twice on strikes. And this is the first time in the ballgame that the Yankees have had two men on base in any inning. They had a man on in the second, Pepitone, but he was caught trying to steal. And then they had Stottlemyre on in the third. He doubled. He was stranded. Gibbs singled in the fifth and was stranded. And now for the first time, the Yankees with runners at first and third, one out. The stretch by Coleman. The pitch to Mickey. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Epstein holding the bag against White. Rossetti talking with Stottlemyre over at third. Joe Coleman taking plenty of time out on the mound. He sets. The pitch swing and a miss. Strike two. Nick went after a high fastball that time. And on both swings, he appeared to be swinging over the ball. I think what Persetti was probably telling Stottlemyre is that if it's a ground ball, he has to score because chances are they'll go for the double play. Very good thinking, Al. I knew it. I just wanted to see if you knew it. Just waiting for you to say that. Keep you on the ball. All right, ready for the two-strike pitch. Strike three, swinging. On three straight pitches, and they appeared to be all fastballs, although they might have dipped a little bit, Al. I don't know why, but... uh, Mick appeared to be swinging just over that ball. He had three good cuts, but didn't get a piece of any of them. Mickey strikes out for the third time. That's seven strikeouts for Coleman. The runners remain at first and third. And here's Pepitone, who walked and bounced to second. I think they were three of the hardest pitches I've seen Coleman throw in this game thus far, Phil. I think he just mark. felt like bearing down a little bit. Mark of a good pitcher when you got that little extra. There's a base hit for Pepitone. Scoring is Saddlemire. Going to third is White. It's a tie ball game. White rounds third and then goes back. And Pepitone comes through with a clutch single to center field. And as Al Downing just said, 
Joe Coleman really bearing down on Mickey Mantle. And after he struck Mantle out, he might have let up unintentionally, of course. But he got the big man Mantle. And then Pepitone comes through with a clutch single. The drive in Stoudemire. The ball game's tied up 1-1. Run is still at first and third with two out. And here's Andy Cosco. Andy's been up twice, struck out both times. That happens quite frequently out there when you pitch and fill. You get so keyed up with a batter like a Mantle or a Killebrew coming up that you bear down extra hard on them, and the next guy you tend to let up just a little bit on, and he's the one that hurts you. That's for sure, and that's what happened that time. All right, Pepitone at first, White at third. Good speed on the bases for the Yankees. Pitch to Costco, bounce it a short. Hanson has it. Gross is second for the fourth on Pepitone coming in. But the Yankees pick up a run on three base hits. No center to errors, two men left. And the score now at the end of five and a half innings. The Yankees won and the Senators won. The traveling smooth on the Imperial Road with Atlantic Imperial to make the going more fun. That may seem like a lot to expect from a gasoline, but Atlantic Imperial isn't just any gasoline. It's the clean carburetor gasoline. It cleans your carburetor as you drive and keeps it clean. That can do a lot to increase your driving pleasure because dirt deposits in the throttle plate area are a common cause of stalling, rough idling, and poor acceleration. Problems you shouldn't have to put up with. Atlantic Imperial won't tolerate troublesome throttle plate deposits. It dissolves them and washes them harmlessly away. Then, wherever you drive, you're on the Imperial Road, where every trip's a pleasure trip. So come on in. Get on the Imperial Road with Atlantic Imperial. The clean carburetor gasoline. The official paid attendance tonight, 7,685. And it's a beautiful night for the ball game. Would you, we're talking with Al Downing up there. Would you consider this a hitter's ballpark or a pitcher's ballpark? Well, it's a hitter, hitter's ballpark by all means, Phil. They have a very good hitting background. <laughs> Dark green, you can really see that ball coming out of the background. And the ball seems to carry very well in this ballpark. Well, I'll grant you there's very little uh, that the wind has any uh, effect on the ball, whether in or out. We're below the street level here. It's a beautiful ballpark. The field is completely encircled by stands, and, and the ball does carry. But uh, are there any parks that are pitchers parks? You know, you pitchers have that union. Boy, you guys stick together. Well, actually, they're all hitters ballparks now, Phil. <laughs> you know, the ones that were pitchers ballparks, they've moved the fences in or they've uh, made the grass a little longer so you get some of these fast runners and just beat the ball into the ground take off. Okay. Here's Ken McMullen. He reached out an error and struck out. Takes a curve over strike one ball. A brand new ball game, one apiece. Field deep, just about straight away. Nick Mullen, a right hand batter. Stoudemire's pitch is outside, one on one. On deck, Mike Epstein. Stoudemire gets the sign from Gibbs. The short windup. The curve is a little low, ball two, two and one. Early in the year, Al Downing, Stoudemire was pitching rapidly. He has. Uh, he seems to be taking much more time now between pitches. Well, I think that in a game like this, Phil, where you're tied up, you're going into the last four innings of the ball game, you don't want to make any mistakes, so you come a little more hesitant out there. 
All right, there's a pitch low, and it's three and one. I think you tend to concentrate a little more on every pitch. And is that the same way with you? Well, I tend to work quite rapidly out there. Once in a while, Jake has to come out there and slow me down. In fact, well, some pitchers get in that rhythm, and uh, that's the way they pitch best. That's the way they do it. The 3-1 pitch on the inside corner. McMullen had started towards first base, but Bill Valentine said strike two, and it's a full count. Yankees have five hits now, and the Senators four. The score is tied 1-1. Ready now for the payoff pitch to Ken McMullen. Here it is, and it's a hard ground ball to short. Tresh has it. Fires to Madeline. Plenty of time. One away. And it brings up Mike Epstein. Epstein struck out his first time up and single to center field in the third. Epstein drove in the one senator run. Came up with a big base hit. Nobody on. Epstein stands deep in the box. Sotomayor's curve is popped up. Bobby Cox, with plenty of room in foul territory, makes the catch, and it's two away. And with two out, Ron Hansen will be the batter. Hansen struck out and bounced into a double play. who overcame two serious back operations. He wanted to play baseball real badly. A lot of ball players had one of those back operations and never played again, but Hanson has had two, and he's back playing. All right-hand batter open stance takes a curve over strike call. On deck, Frank Coggins. A 1-1 ball game in the bottom of the sixth inning with two out and nobody on. There's a swing and a miss. Hanson trying to go to right field. Nothing in two the count. Yankee outfield, Pepitone, White, and Costco. Strike three called. Stottlemyre nicking the inside corner. Pitched beautifully to Hanson that time. Six strikeouts for Mel as he sets the Senators down in order. And the score now at the end of six full innings. The Yankees won and the Senators won. And now Al Downey's going to give us a rundown of the scoreboard. Ball fell over in Baltimore. We have Chicago at Baltimore. Joel Hurling's pitching against Gene Brockbender. And at the end of six and a half innings, we still don't have any score over there. Out of Oakland, we have Cleveland at Oakland. McDowell's against Dobson. At the end of two and a half, there's no score there. In Minnesota, we have Detroit at Minnesota. Joe Sparmer against Dean Chan. At the end of two and a half, the score is tied up 1-1. Later on tonight, we have Boston at Anaheim. Over in the National League this afternoon, the Mets beat Pittsburgh in 17 innings, 4-3. The winning pitcher was Ron Taylor, and the losing pitcher was Elroy Face. Chicago beat Philadelphia 6-5. The winning pitcher was Rich Nye. The losing pitcher was Dick Farrell. Over at Cincinnati, Houston to Cincinnati. Connie Durkers against Bill Kelso. Now we're in the fifth inning. The score is 6-1 to one in favor of Houston. L.A. is at St. Louis. Singer against Washburn at the end of two and a half. The score is 4 nothing in favor of the Dodgers. And San Francisco is at Atlanta with Ray Sadecki pitching against Clay Carroll now. They're in the top of the sixth inning there, and the score is 5-1 to one in favor of the Giants. 
All right, Al Downing. And right now, here's Tommy Tresh. Tommy, fly to left field in the second inning, fly to right field in the fifth inning. A 1-1 ball game as Joe Coleman winds, delivers a pitch high ball one. On deck, Jake Gibbs with Bobby Cox to follow. The top of the seventh. Coleman's next pitch is a little bit high. Ball two, two and nothing. Phil, this is a situation where Coleman would like to get the side out in order if he can because that means in the top of the eighth, he'll be leading off with Mel Stoudemire, the pitcher, which every pitcher loves to do, lead off with a pitcher at the top of an inning. All right, except that that Stoudemire has a double and a single against him. He's two for two. There's a strike on the inside corner. Well, I know what you mean because the pitcher, nine out of, well, 99 out of all hundred times is the weakest hitter on the ball club. Well, not only that, Phil, if you lead off with your eighth man and he gets on, then you get a sacrifice situation, which almost invariably you wind up with a man on second base. Uh-huh. All right. Three balls, one strike now to Tommy Tresh. Tommy looks down at Frank Crescetti. Joe Coleman turns around, looks out towards the outfield. Now toes the pitching rubber. The 3-1 pitch on the way, and it's lined to right field. Ed Stroud right there makes the catch. That ball was hit right on the button and right at Ed Stroud. He hardly had a move in his track. So one away, and here's Gibbs. Jake bounced to short and single to right field. be getting a little action in the Yankee bullpen. The pitch to Gibbs is a little high. Ball one. Who is it, Al? That looks like Fred Talbot up there, Phil. Uh-huh. All right, the wind-up by Coleman. His pitch bunted at and missed. One-on-one. Jake tried to drop it down to third base. Had a running start on that bunt, but couldn't make contact. One-on-one. surprise on that. He was rushing in to get the button. Casanova was throwing the ball right back yeah. to him. The 1-1 pitch, a ground ball to second base. Coggins to his right. Boots the ball. And Gibbs around first and then holds on. And Coggins nonchalant at that ground ball. And that's when you make those boots. He got there in plenty of time and tried to be real graceful about it. Went right off the heel of his glove over his shoulder out in the short center field. So that's the first error for the Senators in the ball game, And the batter now, Bobby Cox. Bobby hit back to the box and lined to right field. Stroud making a beautiful running one-hand catch. Coming out on deck, Mel Stottlemyre. Epstein holds the bag against Gibbs. Jake has four stolen bases on the year. So he could be a threat. The stretch, the pitch to Cox, a bouncer foul to the left of the plate. One strike on Bobby Cox. Joe Coleman rubs up the ball. Every once in a while, he appears to get a, not exactly a quick pitch, but uh, he doesn't hesitate at all. Other times, he'll come to a full stop. I think this is to deceive the runner a little bit, Phil, in a stretch uh, delivery. 
in order that the runner can't time you and start taking big leads on you. That's right, base. getting that walking uh, start off first. Here's the stretch. Quick throw to first, Gibbs is back. One strike on Bobby Cox with one out. 1-1 one, one the score. Top of the seventh. Steps back off the rubber. Wants to look at that sign again. And Bobby Cox steps out of the batter's box. All right, now we're ready to go. Gibbs dances off first. The pitch to Cox curve low and away. One and one. Bobby checks Frank Rossetti after each pitch. Right field line for Bobby Cox. Stroud shading him over towards right center. Joe Coleman stretches. The pitch is bounced foul in back of the plate. Gibbs gave a pretty good bluff that time as though he were going to go. It took about three quick short steps and stopped. Get that infield moving when you do that. Use that hit of that little edge of uh, getting one through. Has fairly good speed, Phil. He's stolen four bases for us this year. And uh, not only that, as you remarked, if he gets a little bit of an edge, he can break up the double play. Right. Get that running jump. All right. Gibbs leading off first. Coleman is really slowed down now. He gets the sign from Casanova. Here's the stretch. Gibbs lead. There he goes. The pitch is fouled at the plate. As Bobby Cox fouled one right off his left foot. Jake had a good jump that time. Of course, Cox with two strikes on him had a guard the plate. Couldn't take any chance of letting it go. So Jake ambles back to first. One man out. with their new uniforms this year, new colors. Going to look a little bit like the Phillies or Cincinnati Reds. Here's the stretch. The pitch low and away. Two and two. And again, Gibbs had Casanova bouncing out of that catcher's box. Bluffing an attempted steal. Count is even at two and two. on the pitching rubber. He stretches, and time is called as Bobby Cox steps out of the batter's box. I think Coleman might be beginning to tire just a little, Phil. I notice he's taking a lot more time between pitches, and he's a lot more hesitant uh, about his signs out there. Let's see what happens. Gibbs leads away. Coleman stretches. The pitch is lined right at McMullen. He started to throw the first and held up. Gibbs was not too far off. So Bobby Cox lines the ball at third baseman. Ken McMullen is two out, and here's Stottlemyre, who's two for two, a double and a single. And Mel has scored the only Yankee run in the ballgame, and he gets a nice hand. sign that Joe Coleman might be uh, tiring a little bit. Three balls have been hit hard off him in this inning. Tresh lining hard to right. 
Gibbs hit a hard grounder at the second baseman, and Bobby Cox lined the third. The first pitch to Stottlemyre. Low and away, backhanded by Casanova. Ball one. On deck, Horace Clark. still holding the bag against Gibbs. Even though Stottlemyre is a pretty good pitcher, a hitting pitcher, I doubt if Jake will try to steal. There's another base hit for Stottlemyre. Holy cow, three for three for Mel Stottlemyre. And this has got to be his favorite ballpark. He lined a double just inside third in the third inning. And then the next two times up, got base hits right up the middle. Well, the Yankees have six base hits, and Stottlemyre has three of them. And here is Horace Clark, and Horace has had a rough night. He struck out twice and fouled out to third. Horace has been plagued with injuries this year. Gibbs at second, Stottlemyre at first. Mel does not put the jacket on this time. He did not put it on in the third inning when he doubled and was at second. He put it on in the sixth inning after singling. This time he declined. A 1-1 ball game in the top of the seventh with two out. Pitch the clock. Way outside ball one. Still no action in the center to bullpen. On deck, Roy White. stretches. The runners lead away. The pitch to Clark is popped up. The catcher casts it over. Now the third baseman McMullen in foul territory. McMullen makes the play. Second time, Clark has popped the third foul for the Yankees. No runs. One hit. One Senator error. Two men left. And at the end of six and a half innings, the Yankees won and the Senators won. If you're like most people, the chances are you've been on trips to some very exciting places. But you could be overlooking some exciting places right under your own nose. There are plenty of them in the great Northeast. And it's easy to include several in a short one- or two-day trip with the help of Atlantic's free weekender tour guides. There are more than maps. They're actually complete little travel brochures for this particular area. Each one has several fascinating tours all planned out for you with suggestions on what to look for, descriptions of the places you'll see, bits of history, everything to make your trip more interesting and meaningful. This weekend, do something different. Treat the family to an extra vacation by going on an Atlantic Weekender tour. Stop by your favorite Atlantic station for your free Weekender tour guides. And while you're there, fill up with Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. With Atlantic Imperial to clean out troublesome throttle plate deposits as you drive, you'll be sure to enjoy your trip because you'll be traveling the Imperial Road, where the going's always great. Well, the bottom of the seventh inning, and the Senators have the bottom third of their lineup coming up, Coggins, Casanova, and Coleman. The three C's. Coggins has walked and struck out. Telling Joe Pepitone to move in and also Bobby Cox to move in at third. Coggins is a switch hitter, batting left-handed against Stottlemyre. All right, Stottlemyre wine. 
His pitch ground ball a second. Clark is there. Up with it. Over to Mantle. One pitch and one out. That ball was hit hard, but right at Horace Clark. And it brings up Casanova. Single left and bounce to third. We were talking about Frank Howard over on TV about how big he was, and we couldn't remember anybody as big as he was. Uh, I mentioned uh, Johnny G. He was taller, six foot nine, they say, with the Giants, and Frank uh, Gene Connolly, six foot eight, with the Red Sox. And they might have been taller, but they sure weren't bigger. When I say bigger, I mean the shoulders and the hips and the weight. Uh, Johnny G and Gene Conley were both pitchers. But we stand corrected. They are taller, but not broader, and definitely not heavier. Casanova, with one strike on him, takes a pitch low, one on one. I remember Johnny G. I batted against him. There's a high foul in back of the plate. Jake Gibbs coming back near the stands. He's got the room and makes the catch. Almost stumbled, but Jake held on to it. That ball was way up there. Two out. And the batter, Joe Coleman. Coleman has bounced to short and struck out. And right now on New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. This is Jerry Ducey. Stay tuned tonight following Yankee Baseball for my Nightline show here on WGY Schenectady. Hi, Joe Coleman up there facing Mel Stottlemyre. Mel's pitch is low in the dirt ball one. Usually, Al Downing, the sign of a pitcher getting tired is when he throws the ball high. Am I right or not? Well, that's true with sinker ball pitches, Phil. Uh, usually on a fastball pitcher, the sign is that he's not nearly as effective with his control. He's usually out of the strike zone a little more consistently. All right, there's a sinker in there. Swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. He bunts, but Stottlemyre off the mound in a hurry. Bare hands it. Fires low to Mantle. Nice play by Mickey. Billy Fox said Mickey's foot was off the bat, but first base umpire Jim Hunnichick says no. And Coleman down there arguing, too. Nelly Fox still arguing. A great play by Mickey Mantle as Stottlemyre picked the ball up. He threw it straight down into the ground, and Mickey backhanded the ball. And it's three up and three down, and Stottlemyre has now retired 13 men in a row, and the score at the end of seven full innings, the Yankees won and the Senators won. Tipperillo asked the American people what they thought of the world's first menthol cigar. New Tipperillo M with menthol. Pardon me, sir, for interrupting you while you're watering your lawn there. Uh, how does the idea of a menthol cigar sound to you? Menthol cigar? Yes, sir. Uh, sir watch the hose. Uh, menthol. Uh, sir! Excuse me, sir. May I ask you a question while your dog is looking over the rhododendron? <laughs> how does a menthol cigar sound to you? Menthol cigar? Uh-huh. Sick him, boy. Then we got wise and didn't mention menthol. Uh, sir, would you mind trying this great new cigar? What's so good about it? Well, here, let me just light it up for you. Hey, that is good. Good. Mm, it's cool. It's cool. It tastes mild, you know. What's it called? Well, I, I think we're going to have to call it the great taste that sounds terrible. New Tipperillo M with menthol. 
Hey, why are you so nervous? We get ready for the top of the eighth inning. See if there's anything new on that scoreboard. The White Sox got a run, win. In the top of the eighth, that lucky stanky. The White Sox are leading Baltimore one to nothing, playing the bottom of the eighth, Orland against Brabender. Cleveland, Oakland, no score at the end of four. And Detroit, Minnesota still 1-1. And in the National League, those Mets. Another great pitching job by Tom Seaver, Cal Kuntz, and Ron Taylor. Taylor, the winner. In 17 innings, the Mets won 4-3. to Pace was the loser. And the Cubs beat the Phillies 6-5. to Houston leads Cincinnati 7-1 at the end of five. Dodgers three and the Cardinals nothing at the end of two and the Giants five and the Braves one at the end of six and a half. Right now, Roy White, bounce second, bounce first and single to right center field, leads off for the Yankees in the top of the eighth. A 1-1 ball game, Joe Coleman winds his pitch to White, high and outside, ball one. On deck, Mickey Mantle. Pitch swing and a foul tip one and one. Outfield of Frank Howard, Dell Unser, and Ed Stroud. Playing white straight away. He bunts down third too hard, though. McMullen up with it. Fires to first in time. Roy White got too much good wood on that bunt. Wanted it too hard, and McMullen was charging in and made the play, and the batter now Mickey Mantle. Mickey's been up three times, has struck out all three times. Reminiscent of the night down in Baltimore where Tom Peebus struck him out all four times. All it takes with Mick is one swing. And if he makes contact... That'll be it. All right, Coleman rocks back. Pitch to Mantle, almost hit him, ball one. He had taken a little bit off that pitch. On deck, Joe Peppertone. Coleman's fastball, a foul that hit the mask of the plate umpire and rocked him back a couple of steps. One, one. Nobody on. 1-1 one, one the score. Senators scored in the third inning. The Yankees scored in the sixth. 1-1 one, one pitch to Mickey is low ball two, 2-1. Two Mike Epstein dotting the line at first base. The outfield really deep on Mick. The 2-1 delivery. High ball three. 3-1. Three down at Frank Rossetti, and I imagine he'll get the green light right here. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Mickey swings in a foul just below it. Full count on Mantle, three and two.
and toes the rubber. Gets the sign from Casanova. Here's the payoff pitch to Mantle. Strike three, swinging. Mickey Mantle, for the second time this year, has struck out four times in one ballgame. That's eight strikeouts for young Joe Coleman. And the batter now, Joe Pepitone. Joe's one for two. He walked in the second inning, bounced the second in the fourth, and single the center to drive in the only Yankee run in the sixth inning. Joe got that base hit with two out. Pepitone got his first home run of the year last night right here at D.C. Stadium. Coleman's pitch to Joe. He takes it. Ball one. Has he got a knuckle ball? He's thrown some pitch. That looked like a knuckle curveball to me, Phil. That uh, ball seemed to flutter off the last minute there. It sure did. I was trying to look through the glasses to see if that was a knuckle curve on TV. He couldn't quite pick it up. Next pitch to Pepitone. There it is again, and it dips low. Ball two, two and nothing. That looked like the same pitch he took Mano out on a minute ago. Yes, it did, and that ball is dipping down. Perhaps it could be a fork ball, because I think the fork ball reacts almost similar to a knuckle ball. Except you can throw it a little harder. You think if you look at him through the glasses, you could pick it up? I couldn't do it. We'll get Al Downing to uh, scout Coleman here. I doubt if he'll throw it on this pitch behind 2-0. Oh. The 2-0 pitch is outside, ball three. Pepitone steps back, looks at Crisetti. Goes through about six or seven signs. And let's see if they'll have Pepitone hitting or not. The 3-0 pitch. Joe swings and fouls it back into the crowd out of play. So Ralph Hop figured it's just as well to let him hit 3-0 and as it is 3-1 and or 3-2. and Which I think is pretty good managing. When you're in a 1-1 ball game and you're getting in the eighth inning with two outs, one long drive, put your head. Phil, I think that's also a sign of where pitchers just aren't coming in with that good pitch anymore in three and one either. You're right, and there's a foul off Casanova's shin guard, three and two. Well, we've been mentioning that all year, Alan. As a matter of fact, last year, too. Uh, many times on a three-nothing count, we've seen batters get a curveball. That's true. Three and nothing, two and oh, and three and one. Pitchers are becoming more aware of the fact that hitters are, are swinging at these pitches, so they're coming in with either sliders or curveballs, some breaking pitches that they can throw over the plate. They're getting it over as a result of these uh, low batting averages all around both leagues. Pitches are not giving those hitters anything too good to hit. Pepitone calls for time. It's three balls, two strikes, two out. Coleman gets the sign from Casanova. The payoff pitch. It hit the bat as he was trying to check his swing. It would have been ball four, and the foul tip nicked. Casanova and Casanova now walking out to the mound and here comes the uh, senator trainer out to take a look and it looked like it got him in the throwing hand and it looks like Casanova was hit off the throwing hand McKenna, the senator trainer, giving it a close inspection. Well, Donnie's got the glasses there, but Casanova's back is to us. Can you see if it's the fingers or the uh, wrist now? Tough to see. They got us blocked out here. He's flexing the fingers, I can see, of uh, his throwing hand. 
probably got him when they meet part of the hand or either on the thumb, Phil. It looked like he was flexing his thumb a little bit there. And he had a broken finger early yes, in the season. Did. Yes, he did. All right, it's still a full count on Pepitone. Joe Coleman getting the sign. Big pitch in this ball game coming up to Pepitone right now. Coleman winds. The pitch is hit high in the air to center field. Unser with plenty of room. Started back. Comes in now and takes it. So the Yankees get down in order in the top of the eighth. And the score at the end of seven and a half innings. The Yankees won and the Senators won. Pepperality is the spicy deal you get on every new 1968 Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial at Ted Pepper in Latham. Move up to Chrysler or Imperial. Season your driving with more luxury than ever. Choose your 68 Chrysler or Imperial at the home of Pepperality. Ted Pepper even pays any balance owed on your present car. The Plymouth win you overbeat goes on. It's the car that's the real salt of the earth. Smooth riding, good looking, pleasingly priced. Choose your 68 Plymouth at the home of Pepperality. Ted Pepper even pays any balance owed on your present car. For deals that are red hot, for prices that save you green dollars, see Ted Pepper in Latham on Route 9, just one mile south of the circle. It's the spicy way to buy a new Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial. For the bottom of the eighth inning, this ball game tied 1-1. And the Senators have their top of the order coming up against Mel Stottlemyre, Del Unser, Ed Stroud, and Big Frank Howard. Unser is 0 for 3, bounce the third in the first, hit back to the box in the second, and bounce the second in the fifth. Little left-hand batter, and Bobby Cox moves in at third base. into the windup. Pitch to Unser. He checked his swing, but it nicked the corner. Strike one. Adelmeyer gets the sign from Gibbs. The one-strike pitch low and inside. One and one. Pepitone has moved in quite a bit in left field. Once it chokes way up on that bat. Stottlemyre's pitch. He tries to bunt, fouls it off. Strike two. Well, Downing, you being a pitcher, what do you think of all this talk about moving the mound back or lowering the mound to well, help the hitters? I actually, Phil, I'm what they call an over-the-top pitcher. I usually throw anywhere from three-quarters overhand. And the high mound is usually to my benefit because I get a lot more leverage off the and I've found a lot of times when I pitch on a low mound, it takes me a little longer to adjust to it. So naturally, I'm against lowering the mound, and I don't think you have to move it back because I think that the pitchers don't really have that many advantages in the game. I think they're just thinking a little bit ahead of the hitters right now. <laughs> That's right from a pitcher's mouth there. I knew he was going to say that. It took him a long time to say it. But he said it, and I imagine most pitchers feel that way. There's a pitch low, two and two. I really can't see uh, moving the mound back. If they want to lower it a little bit, be about the only thing that uh, I think 
wouldn't want to see them move it back. How would you control the curveball? Or there's a bouncer foul down the first baseline. Well, not only that, we put a lot more strain on the pitcher's arm, also. Well, you never find the uh, pitchers say it's a hitter's game, and the hitters say the pitchers get all the breaks. And... I don't think the hitters really complain about the pitchers being that close. I think they complain more about pitchers throwing them off speed pitches when they're behind more than anything. The 2-2 two -two pitch is low, ball three, three and two. Nobody out here in the bottom of the eighth. Kabelmeyer does not want to let this Unser get on. Senators with good speed in their first two hitters, Unser and Stroud. Mel ready now. Here's the payoff pitch. A foul out of play. Back a third and into the crowd. So Mel gets a new baseball. Capitone moves in a little more in left field. That's what we were saying before when Al Downing and I were talking about this being a scientific game. You can't play every hitter the same way, whether you're an infielder or an outfielder. The pitch, a bouncer off the mound, off the plate. Stottlemyre has it, flips the mantle one out. That ball hit home plate, bounded high in the air. Mel, a good fielding pitcher. Always in position when the ball's hit back. And here is Ed Stroud. He doubled a left. Reached on an error in the third and scored the Senators only run and then fly to center field. Bobby Cox moves in at third again. Stroud a left hand batter. Stratelmeyer's pitch is in there. Strike call. Corner strike two and Stroud very unhappy with that call. Nothing and two the count. Bell gets the sign. The two strike pitch is outside. One ball, two strikes. Big Frank Howard. The one-two delivery. Curve bounce to second base. Clark comes in. Up with it. Over the mantle. Two out. And here's the big fella, Frank Howard. Howard fouled to the catcher. Single to center. Lined on to right field. The Orioles came up with a run in the bottom of the eighth, and at the end of eight, it's the White Sox one and the Orioles one. All right, Frank Howard and Mel Scottlemyre doesn't want to give him anything he can hit. A foul at the plate. He took a little bit off for breaking pitch. a much tougher hitter, uh, Al Downing. I know you haven't had to face him this year as yet, but uh, moving up on the plate, you can't get him with that outside pitch like he used to. Well, Phil, I think the big difference from what I've seen this uh, two games is that he's not swinging so much at the pitcher's pitch. He's trying to wait and get a pitch that he can uh, handle and a pitch which he thinks that he can pull. And I think this is a big difference. All right, one strike on the big fella. 
Dottlemeyer's pitch low, and he swings and misses. Strike two. Now it steps back to ask Valentine if that ball would have been a strike, and Bill says no. He's got the biggest strike zone in baseball, Frank Howard. Nothing in two. Two out, nobody on. One, one to score. Bottom of the eighth. Mel Wines. His pitch outside. One ball, two strikes. Outfield deep on the big guy. The pitch, he checked his swing on a low-breaking pitch, two and two. And that's something he was never able to do, Al. Check that swing the way he is now. That's true, Phil. Before, he usually committed himself on a hard-breaking pitch in the dirt, and he can just go all the, way, all the way around and swing at it. But he seems to be holding up a lot better this year, and he's, uh, as I said before, he's a little more selective in the pitches he swings at. He has been. I noticed that he hit a, a couple of home runs to right field on this road trip, uh, one especially in Detroit in the upper deck. Well, he went to one right field one time before tonight, and uh, except for a great running catch by Andy Cosplay, he would have had an extra base hit yes, there. He would have. Makes him a much more dangerous hitter. It's two balls, two strikes, two out. The pitch is low, and again he held up as he started his swing. It's three and two. On deck, Ken McMullen. Dottlemeyer got two quick strikes on Holler, then tried to get him to nibble. Couldn't do it. Now the full count. Ready now for the payoff pitch. Here it is. And it's low ball four. So Frank Howard gets a base on balls, but I don't think Ralph Hoff or Mel Stottlemyre is too perturbed about that one. Fellick with one swing can ruin the ball game on you. That's only the second walk given up by Mel Stottlemyre. He walked Coggins in the second inning. And here is McMullen, reached on an error, struck out, and bounced to the shortstop. Frank Howard, no threat to steal a base. But again, the unusual happens quite often. A lot of pitchers don't pay too much attention to those fellas who can't run. The stretch, the pitch to McMullen, low, knocked down by Gibbs, ball one. And Bill Valentine puts a new ball in play. So Mel Stottlemyre had retired 14 men in a row before giving up that walk. 15 men in a row. 3, 6, 9, 12, 13, 15 men in a row. And then gave up a walk to Frank Howard. No strikes on McMullen. We're in the bottom of the eighth. The score tied 1-1. Howard leads off first. The pitch ground ball and a base hit to center field. Howard has to stop at second base. A bouncing ball that Trish could not get to. The fifth hit for the Senators. And now runners at first and second. Two out. And the batter, Mike Epstein, who has driven in the one center to run. That came in the third inning. He singled the center. In the first inning, Mike struck out. And in the sixth inning, he fouled the third base. The 
one break the Yankees have here with Frank Howard at second. He is not a fast runner. Takes him a long time to get started. Jake Gibbs is out to the mound talking with Stottlemyre. And on deck is Ron Hansen. Runners at first and second with two outs. Gets the sign. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Epstein is low. Ball one. Now really putting a little extra on that sinker. And it's really dipping down. Mantle playing deep at first. Guarding the line. Clark deep at second. On the edge of the outfield grass. Here's the stretch. The pitch is low again. Ball two, two and nothing. Adelmeyer trying to keep that ball down so Epstein can't hit one in the air. Two balls, no strikes. One-one ball game in the bottom of the eighth. Stretch by Mel. There's pitch, a foul at the plate. Two balls in a strike. That was a good pitch. It was on the outside part of the plate, and Epstein was trying to pull it. Well, I think that's what possibly Jake went out to tell Mel that try to keep from getting, uh, giving Mike anything that he could pull, and uh, if possible, keep the ball down and make him hit it on the ground where they could get a force plate. He's certainly pitching that way, Al. Here's the stretch. Look at the runner. The pitch swing and a miss, and again he had it down around the knees. Two balls, two strikes, two out, two men on. Epstein steps back. Saddlemeyer taking plenty of time out on the mound. Goes to the rosin bag. Now takes his glove off, rubs up the ball. first and second. Cottlemeyer leaning forward, getting the sign. Long look in, nods his head, now the stretch. And the pitch, just outside, a ball dipping away. A full count, now the runners will be going. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Runners will be off with the pitch. So on deck, Ron Hansen. All right, Mel gets the sign. Ready for the payoff pitch. The runners go. The ball is strike three. Ball. Epstein caught looking. And there was that breaking pitch we were talking about on a 3-2 count. Lattlemeyer did not give in, and for the Senators, no runs, one hit, no Yankee errors, two men left. And at the end of eight full innings, it's the Yankees one and the Senators one. 
driving can become a wonderful new adventure when you go with Atlantic Imperial gasoline and follow the Imperial road. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. Tresh and Jake Gibbs to face Joe Coleman. Andy is 0 for 3 tonight. He struck out his first two times up and then bounced into a fourth play. Joe Coleman has allowed six base hits. He's walked only one, struck out eight, and allowed one run. Baldwin, a right-hander, and Knowles, a left-hander, loosening up for the Senators. And Dooley Womack throwing for the Yankees in the bullpen. And now Joe Verbana gets up the pitch to Costco as a curve low ball one. And he steps back, gets a little dirt. And now John Wyatt gets up for the Yankees. Here's the wind-up. The pitch to Costco is a strike called. A good side on fastball. One and one. Joe Coleman. Ready. The pitch is low. Two balls, one strike. What a beautiful night weather-wise for the ball game. The 2-1 pitch. Low and outside, ball three, three and one, and Andy steps back to look at Crisetti. Shorty Joe Coleman has walked only one man, but he's had a lot of three-two counts and three-one counts on hitters. But he's been able to come in there. Here's a 3-1 pitch. A drive to deep center. Way back there. That ball is in the Yankee bullpen. A home run for Andy Costco. Man, did he cream that one. A smash against the wall beyond the Yankee bullpen. And the Yankees lead 2-1. to one. Tommy Trace and the bat boy give Costco the handshake and everybody in the Yankee dugout. And for Andy, his sixth home run of the year and his 21st run batted in. And Costco is something else. He has 26 hits on the year and 21 RBIs. Oh! The first pitch is over Tresh's head back to the screen. Uh Oh, that'll shake the boys up a little bit. 
He swings and fouls one back. And there's nothing a hitter would like to do more than when a pitcher throws one in back of him or over his head than to hit one out or get a base hit. I actually feel in a close ball game like this, that's a useless pitch because it only puts you one ball behind the batter. You're Especially right. in a nice inning. Absolutely. And we were remarking what great control Coleman has had all game. And then to throw one like that, there's no doubt what his intention was. But here's the 2-1 pitch to Tresher. Bounce a foul. Whitey Ford knocks it down in the coaching box and gets a hand. Two balls, two strikes on Tommy Tresh. The Yankees leading 2-1 to one on the long home run by Andy Costco. We're in the top of the ninth. The pitch. Three balls, two strikes on Tommy Tresh. So once again, Joe Coleman goes to the full count. Here's the payoff pitch to Tommy. Foul out of play, and right now on New York Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. Tonight, following Yankee Baseball, join me, Jerry Ducey, on my telephone talk show, Nightline, here on WGY Schenectady. Again, we'll have the 3-2 pitch to Tommy Trash. Coleman winds over his head, and it's ball four. So that one pitch that Coleman wasted. He gives up his second base on balls. Tresh to first and the batter, Jake Gibbs. Jake bounced to short. Single to right and reached on an error. Nobody out. The Yankees leading 2-1 to one in the top of the ninth. McMullen is in at third. Here's the stretch. Throw to first base. Tommy back. Stretch by Coleman. The pitch is popped up. The shortstop, Ron Hansen, on the outfield grass, is under it and has it one way. It brings up Bobby Cox. Bobby is hit to the box, lined deep to right field, and lined hard to third. He's 0 for 3. Hit the ball hard twice. Check of the way that Stottlemyre is hitting that ball, I wouldn't be surprised to see Cox buck one. Probably won't, but Mel is 3 for 3 and has hit the ball hard each time up. Tommy Tresh at first with one out. The stretch. Pitch to Cox, a bouncer foul in the Yankee dugout. The White Sox fail to score in the top of the ninth. Baltimore batting, they're tied 1-1, playing the bottom of the ninth. Trash leading it first. The stretch. Swing and a miss. Throw to first, and Tommy has to dive back and just does get back. And that Casanova. That quick arm reminds me a lot of Roy Campanella. He's a lot taller, but the way he throws from either a kneeling position or a squatting position, Campy could really make that play. Got to keep your eyes on him all the time. 
Two strikes on Bobby Cox. One out. Trash leads. The pitch to Cox, low and away. One ball, two strikes. Holding the bag against Trash. Coleman steps back off the rubber. Now back on again. He stretches. The pitch is a little bit low, two and two. The Yankees, two. Senators, one. We're in the top of the ninth inning. Stottlemyre in a pitching duel. Now the 2-2 pitch. Strike three called. Bobby Cox caught looking. That's nine strikeouts for Joe Coleman. And the batter Mel Stottlemyre, and he gets a hand. Mel is three for three, a double and two singles, and has scored one run. himself in this ball game. Tresh at first with two out. The pitch to Stottlemyre is high ball one. And Coleman decides he wants a new baseball. Joe Coleman, whose dad was quite a pitcher in the big leagues for many, many years. Really something when you can have your son follow in your footsteps. stretches. His pitch, a bouncer to short this time. Hanson flips to second base for the fourth play. They finally get Stottlemyre out. But Andy Costco's big home run, the Yankees one run on one hit. No Senator errors and one man left. And at the end of eight and a half innings, it's the Yankees two and the Senators one. Fans, meet my fine feathered friend, the White Owl girl. Hi, Joe. The last time I saw you was at the baseball awards dinner. Yes, all the VIPs in baseball were there. And so many of them are white owl men. Oh, they just sent shivers all up and down my feathers, including you. Hmm. I saw you smoking a new white owl night. Right. Love the new shape and the smooth, full flavor. And that adorable umpire who was sitting next to you. Did you know he's a diplomat man? I've heard him call a lot of things, but never a diplomat. He's a white owl diplomat man. Prefers the long, elegant shape. Great. He finally made a good decision. I wonder if a white owl could improve his vision, too. He just might. You know, you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. So we go into the bottom of the ninth inning with the Yankees leading 2-1. to one. And it'll be Ron Hansen, Frank Coggins, and Paul Casanova to face Mel Stottlemyre. Hansen has struck out twice and hit into a double play. So Stottlemyre delivers his pitches a slider in there, strike one call. 
nobody leaving this ballpark. Yankees leading two to one in the bottom of the ninth. There's a pitch high, one and one. Hanson started to go after it and held off. Yankee bats are starting to come alive. Meyer rocks back. His pitch is low ball two, two and one. Danson deep in the box, slightly open stance, tall right-hand batter. Here's Stottlemyre's 2-1 delivery. A bounce to third base, Bobby Cox on the big hop. Fires to Mantle, one out. So they get the big, important first out here in the bottom of the ninth. And the batter, Frank Coggins, who has walked, struck out, and bounced to second. Coggins has six doubles and one triple on the air. No homers. The 10 batter chokes up on that bat. Actually, a switch hitter. Stoudemire's pitch. A bouncer up the middle clock to his right. Backhands the ball to throw to first. Not in time. A beautiful play by Horace Clark, who threw that ball from short center field. He was going towards left field when he backhanded the ball. Couldn't get much on it, and Coggins beats it out for an infield single. This is a hard infield here, especially around home plate. You get a lot of those Baltimore chops. High bounces. So the Senators get the potential tying run at first with one out. And Paul Casanova, the batter. Casanova, single to left, bounce to third, foul to the catcher. And coming on deck, Bill Bryan, a bat for Joe Coleman. Casanova, right-hand batter. Mantle holding the bag against Coggins. Coggins with one stolen base on the air. Here's the stretch by Mel. The pitcher bounces to third base. It goes foul. Bobby Cox fielding the ball in foul territory. Coggins, who is down to second, hustles back to first. Big Gibbs swinging his arm around, loosening it up just in case Coggins might attempt to steal. One out in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees leading two to one. Coggins leading off first. Tottlemyer sets. The pitch is low one and one. Roy White is shading him slightly in left center field. Tottlemyer ready. This pitcher bounced to third. Foul ball. They went through the double play motion and got the double play as Cox threw a strike to Clark and Clark a strike to Mantle, but both umpires had called it foul. Frank Umon at third and played umpire Bill Valentine, so there was no doubt that the foul was called right away, but not fault the umpires in that situation. But Bobby Cox and Horace Clark wisely went through the double play just in case. So it's one ball, two strikes. Still one out. Coggins back to first. (laughs) 
had that sinker working real well. There have been only two balls hit to the outfield. Stroud fly to center in the fifth, and Frank Howard to right in the fifth. The pitch to catch it over. Bounce it a short. Tresh charges it up with it. Has to go to first base in time, but sliding into second is Coggins. A good play by Tommy Tresh on a high bouncer. He caught on the dead run on the short hop. And Bill Bryan batting for Joe Coleman. Bryan, a big, powerful left-hand batter, is hitting 204. He's been about 49 times, 10 hits, two homers, and five RBIs. Gibbs out to the mound to talk with Stottlemyre. Two out in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees leading two to one. Frank Coggins at second base. Dell Hunter on deck. Stottlemyre taking plenty of time. Gets the sign from Gibbs. Coggins leads off second. Here's the stretch by Mel. The pitch outside ball one. Bill Bryan, who spent some time in the Yankee uniform. Tommy Trash shading him over towards second base. Clock on the edge of the outfield grass. Stottlemyre's pitch. Outside, ball two, two nothing. Brian, strictly a pull hitter, and Mel trying to keep the ball on the outside part of the plate, has missed twice out there. Two balls, no strikes, two outs. Stottlemyre in no hurry. Big ball game at stake here. Now Mel stretches. The pitch is over. Two balls and one strike. Brian was taken that time. Not taking. Actually, he took the pitch. He was ready to swing, but he was fooled on the pitch. Two balls, one strike, two out. Hargens leads off second. Stottlemyre checks him. Now his pitch. A fly ball to center field. Roy White digging, digging, and makes the running catch. He lost his cap. But a good running catch by Roy White. And for the Senators, no runs, one hit, no Yankee errors, one man left. The ball game is over, and the Yankees win a thriller 2-1. to one. The totals in the ball game for the Yankees, two runs, seven hits, two errors. For the Senators, one run on six hits and one error. The winning pitcher, Mel Stottlemyre, he's won five and lost three. The losing pitcher, Joe Coleman, has won two and lost three. The Senators scored first in the third inning when Ed Stroud reached on an error by Horace Clark. Frank Howard singled in the center. And then Mike Epstein singled a run home, the only run for the Senators. The Yankees scored a run in the sixth inning when Mel Stottlemyre singled. Mel had three hits in the game. Roy White single right center, and with two out, Joe Pepitone single a run home. And then in the ninth inning, Andy Costco leading off hit a long home run to deep left center field. And the Yankees won the ball game two to one. So, once again, the final score, the Yankees 2, the Senators 1. And now this is Phil Rizzuto speaking for Jerry Coleman and Frank Messer, saying so long from D.C. Stadium in the nation's capital.
with Atlantic Imperial gasoline and follow the Imperial Road. The going's great when you drive the Imperial Road because Atlantic Imperial gasoline helps keep your car running the way it was made to run all the way. So come on, get on the Imperial Road with Atlantic Imperial gasoline. And buy White Owl Cigars. White Owl, made from patiently aged tobaccos for extra flavor and mildness. Remember, you get a lot more from a White Owl than just smoke. especially if you're interested in a good office job. Schenectady General Electric has openings for business and secretarial school graduates for such positions as stenographer and typist. Starting salaries can exceed $91 per week, and you'll enjoy working at Schenectady GE. For more information, call 785-0908. Dial it right now. That's 785-0908. General Electric is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show, weeknights, here at 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady. (laughs) 